chapter 5 here starts out with a simple truth. Walking in the light of the gospel is hard, but it is possible. And I would add to that, it's also worth it. There are many counts on which it can be considered hard. It takes a willingness to die to self. It takes a regular fight against our sins and our sinful orientation, and it takes humility. But in some measures, it's also surprisingly easy. God does the initiating work to open our eyes. He does the work to provide a sacrifice that justifies us. And in Matthew 11, he tells us that his burden is actually light. I'm thinking of this passage, Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Let me read it here. Jesus speaking says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What I think is most helpful about this passage is that there is a tension in play here. There is a labor and a heavy burden that we have before meeting Christ, and he offers us rest. So when we come to him, we experience rest and the relief of all of our worldly anxieties, the biggest of those being our separation from God due to our sin. And from that point, Jesus invites us to take his yoke and to learn from him. Now, this is not the imagery I might have used when I think of rest. I would have said something to the effect, take off your yoke and sleep in this bed. But Jesus teaches us by his example, and we are to follow his lead. Or as he says, we are to take his yoke. Yes, he is gentle, but there is still work for us to do. This is similar to how Paul describes our slavery to righteousness in Romans chapter 6. Let me read here also uh, verses 16 through 19. Paul writes, Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one of whom you obey, either to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you, who were once slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. And so it's with this tension in mind that I ask myself, and for those listening, all of you as well, are we laboring in our own strength under the burdens of our former slavery? Or are we laboring while connected to Jesus, indwelt and strengthened by the Holy Spirit? I hope that we might come to learn the difference. One of the best ways that I know for myself how I try to observe this is to look for the fruit of the Spirit along with my labors. When I labor in my own strength, I find in myself a mixture of pride and exhaustion. But when I labor in God's strength, I find myself growing in the fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, patience, kindness, growing more like Christ in a posture of heart and gentleness. Another way I could ask this is to ask myself, what what would be the outcome of my own efforts? Could I entertain 12 to 18 people each week by my own charisma? Maybe, maybe not. But could I cause them to grow in love for one another and love for the gospel by myself without God? Certainly not. And I want to land on one big implication for us as we care for our communities. When we sit down with somebody who shares a significant hurt or a sin struggle or a big need, what do we do? 
I know that often, if I'm honest, I'm tempted to defer. I respond thinking, oh, that's something you should talk to a professional counselor or maybe one of our pastors about. And yes, there are times when we need to bring in more experienced counselor, for sure. At other times, I'm tempted to think the exact opposite. Oh, I've got this. I read a book. Well, it was like an article or like half of an article on Facebook on this topic. And so all you need to do is X, Y, and Z. But as I've discussed the nature of shepherding care for our communities with many of you, I think I've observed a better response than these two. And I would, I would describe that as a confident, humble trepidation, a posture of heart that recognizes the weightiness of a matter that doesn't assume that we know what God knows, but trusts that God knows what is necessary and is able to work in this person's situation. To quote from the book Total Church, there seems to be no better place to start than with the word of God skillfully applied by the Spirit of God among the people of God. So for us, when we realize that it's not ourselves, it's not me who can save, but only Jesus, we're walking the right direction to rely on his strength and not our own. And as we walk on his road following Jesus, we can help others around us walk that road too. Would you please pray with me? Father, thank you for this encouragement that following you at times is difficult, but it is possible and it is worth it. I pray, God, that you would help us see the beauty of the path you set before us, that we should learn to walk in your ways and work under your yoke, that we might learn to be gentle and lowly in heart. Father, I ask you would meet us and guide us. Make us more like your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.